0: Welcome to episode 77 of the IU Panthers Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Moser. This week, we visit with the IU softball player, Hannah Cravens. Cravens played the role of hero in both of the Panthers softball games on Wednesday night, as she added to her season totals in doubles, home runs, and RBI. She is currently chasing the single season record, record in several categories, some of those held by her current teammates. We talked to Cravens about the good season she is having, what some of those accolades mean to her, and what life holds after her softball days come to an end. We are in our second season of EIU Panthers Podcast, and you can listen to previous episodes wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio Podcast. Simply search EIU Panthers Podcast. We are also now available on Amazon Podcast. Just ask Alexa to play EIU Panthers Podcast to start listening today. Consolidated Communications is a proud sponsor of EIU Panther Athletics. Want to learn more about the future of broadband for your home or business? Then visit consolidated.com today. Spring sports continue to be in full swing with both the EIU baseball team and softball team off to good starts in Ohio Valley Conference play. Conference action continues on the road for both of those programs this weekend, along with road events for men's and women's golf and men's and women's tennis. The EIU track team at three athletes win OVC Athlete of the Week honors last week with Riley Baker, Ramsey Hunt, and Lindsey Carlson all collecting honors. EIU is in action this weekend at Indiana State. To stay up to date on all the latest news, schedules, stats, scores, and more, visit us online at eiupanthers.com, the official athletic website of EIU Panthers, or follow us on Twitter at EIU underscore Panthers. Now to this week's episode of EIU Panthers podcast, with EIU second baseman Hannah Cravens and welcome to another edition of EIU Panthers podcast we're now joined by Hannah Cravens we're taping this a little bit differently and actually fortuitous that we did this is Hannah first of all thanks for joining us but two it's the night after Hannah had a a big night won the game with a walk-off double and then also tied the game with a three-run home run so I guess will back up less than even 24 hours and what were what the emotions like that to kind of I don't want to say be the hero but you kind of were in both of those games.
1: Honestly it's just what it comes down to like all the hard work and everything that all of our teammates go through all week long like it's just a big deal that even when I can't do my job I have so many other girls on the team who can. It was really big for Ma and Jalen to get on and be in that scoring position in the game and I think it just kind of led up to that point like Although we didn't want to have all the emotions (laughs) of like scaring everybody, doing everything in the last inning, I think it just kind of, it worked out the way that it should have.
0: Now for you, that's not the the first time that you quote unquote have been the the hero this year, but you can, I can tell you're, you're kind of humble there and that's not maybe the role that you're most comfortable in.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I'm I'm definitely not somebody to sit here and talk about myself. I'd rather go on and on about my teammates and their success, but yeah, definitely they, they helped me to be where I am. Now,
0: now, one of the reasons we are going to talk to you is, in addition to being the hero last night, is kind of having a a career year. And I say that in the fact that, in your mind, you probably maybe always thought this is what the potential I I had to, but right now, chasing the single-season home run record at Eastern, also chasing the doubles record, have you, I don't want to say, have you looked ahead at those, but do you kind of have those, every time you're getting an extra one in your season total, do you kind of know maybe somewhere in the back of your head how far away you are to maybe getting to that
1: honestly anyone who really knows me they know I'm not a stat person I have many friends who are a big stat person they'll tell me batting averages (laughs) strikeouts all these things and I could care less to hear it it's stuff that gets to my head so I just try to honestly just be in the moment and I think it's more of like the confidence that my team has in me and the confidence that I have back with them it's almost just like knowing that we're all going to get the job done in some way somehow. So I think it's just honestly being in the moment in the game and like whatever happens it's meant to and I'm a firm believer in that.
0: Now for you as part of that I, the it's interesting that the single season record that you're chasing is held by one of your teammates who set it last year. Meg Burton set the record last year. Did She sat in the same chair you're in and we had this conversation mm-hmm. with, with her last year. She was kind of approaching that and the person she was chasing was one of her teammates, Haley Mitchell, mm-hmm. who had said it previously. Is there more pressure, less pressure? Do you even think about it when it's somebody you personally know whose record you may be chasing?
1: Honestly, no. <clears throat> Haley's my best friend, Meg. She's a very good friend and very great teammate. She honestly has like, put a lot of hard work ethic and inspires a lot of our teammates and me including um, She's just a really good person. Like, it's not, it does not feel like we're in competition at all. It's almost just like she is the biggest person to be here and support each other. Like, we're all just about supporting. It's not really about chasing any type of records or breaking records and stuff. So, honestly, I think it's just kind of an even ground of everybody's happy for each other and there's no animosity or anything. So.
0: Okay. Now, one of the pictures that we posted with the story last night there's a a purple pig on a <laughs> stick i'm gonna call it a rally pig i don't know if that's technically what it is i guess tell us a little bit of the story about that how did it they come by and, and am i right that it's a rally pig or did it's, somebody just get something horse. like it, a novel oh it's a horse okay yeah.
1: um <laughs> it was actually when we were playing uh, who was it this past weekend I can't even remember. Murray State. Murray State, yes. Thank you. We had the horse for them, and um, they actually took the head off of it so that we could put it on a PVC pipe. Okay. (laughs) So I guess it was just like the rally thing. I have no idea. I come in from the dugout, and somebody put it in my hand, and I'm just like, oh, okay. So I didn't really know what to think about that. I just took it and ran with it, and (laughs) that was pretty much it. It was just kind of like a rally thing. Okay. They have a lot of different rally hats and animals a lot of bright pink animals in the dugout (laughs) to get us through they make noise so
0: now is that something that seems to be typical with softball or is that something that somebody brought this year because it seems that I've I've looked down there and in between games girls are in fluorescent cowboy hats (laughs) and in like different types of things like that is that kind of the the attitude of maybe this team a little bit
1: I think each team has their own thing I don't necessarily know a lot of teams who have this type of (laughs) Uh, aspect to it but yeah it started out as just one pig and then now we have a whole rally box thanks to one of our freshmen's mom okay. she brought a whole rally box for us so yeah it just kind of helps us get our energy up in the dugout and that's one thing for our team like when we're on it's because our energy's on and those things definitely like although they're small and silly like yep. it just kind of pumps us up to get through the games.
0: Now for you as we talked about having a, a good year here Throughout a, a good career that you've had at Eastern, you've been able to move into the career top 10 in several of the categories we talked about. I'm going to backtrack a little bit to last year, last when you got off to a really good start as well, had, had a number of home runs, were hitting the ball really well, and then kind of maybe leveled off mm-hmm. a little bit. What did you maybe look at, talk to the coaches about to make sure that maybe that didn't happen again this season?
1: So the big thing was stats because I remember in the beginning of the season I had like five home runs at one point and then we were in like five games or something. So it was a really good average and I was doing fairly well with just consistently hitting and not being so much like home run or bust type of person. So um, I think we just talked about like stats definitely do get to me mentally and it's not so much of like I want to do better than before. I just I don't like having stats to go off of. So i just kind of like being in the moment and playing and doing what i can in that moment and that's something that we've kind of worked towards this year um it's always been our mo- our motto of like just kind of staying in the moment and playing where we are right now but the biggest thing is i actually came off of surgery this mm-hmm. past summer um i had a lot of stuff down at my shoulder but from there i was kind of nervous to get to this point of like maybe i wasn't going to do so well maybe i'm just going to plateau whatever But all I knew is I wanted to do what I could. So not necessarily that I rushed the recovery process, but I had a lot of great help back home um, with physical therapy. And coming back, my coaches were, like, really understanding of, we want to take this time because we need you for season. Like, not so much Mm -hmm. preseason, not so much the fall. We just, we need you in that time. So they've really done their job at doing what they can to help me stay calm and kind of just take things day by day and enjoy the process of getting to where I can be a consistent person. And I think a lot of it just comes with the experience that I've had. It's really nice seeing, like, all of our underclassmen and freshmen, especially a lot of transfers coming in and, like, just fitting right in with our team Um, because that was something that I struggled with as a freshman. I had all these big expectations and kind (laughs) of just wasn't able to be the player that – I can be now but yeah I would just really say it's a lot of just confidence in each other and my coaches just being really understanding and taking things slowly with me
0: now for you talked about a little bit about that there's a lot of times freshmen come in and most players and I think they learn this I want to say the hard way is you all were a star player a starter in mm-hmm. high school or in your travel teams whatever the the case may be and got to realize now you're going to a team where everybody else was yeah. a star player and stuff like that <laughs> For you, you talked about how you kind of had to overcome that. Also different for you, as you were recruited by one coaching staff, came in and really have played primarily under a different coaching staff. Mm-hmm. What was that like for you mentally as you're going through that? Are you like, do I have to prove myself all over again? Or did you t- embrace this that, hey, maybe this is a, a new opportunity and a, and a fresh start for me?
1: Um, so in the beginning, uh, once we got the call of we were going to be getting a different coach, I took it very negatively and that's one thing I will say. I used to not be a mentally tough person. Um I honestly wasn't sure if I was going to come back because I was undecided when I came in as a freshman and I was like, well I just I don't have the money to just keep coming back and like just taking random yeah. classes <laughs> and so I wanted to come back. I ended up deciding to come back and just give the new coach a shot and I was like, you know what, maybe Maybe this will be a good thing. And she came in and completely changed this program for the better. Um, She has instilled this crazy, like, leadership (laughs) mindset in me that I just, I've never had. I've always been, like, a tougher person, but not so much of a positive mindset. And she's, like, just given this personality of me to be able to, like, turn anything negative into a positive so that's like the biggest thing for me is anything like everything that she has done since she's come in the biggest thing I will say is she has changed everyone's mindset from who we had as a first coach like all of our not so much qualities but just who we were as athletes and as a team like anything negative would just really affect us and wouldn't pump us up or like get us through to the games but she has come in and like made sure that we know softball is a game of failure and if you're succeeding more than you fail like then that's because of great work that we've put in and she's just made sure that we know to like respect the work that we've put in and like just trusting ourselves and everything so that was a really good thing I'm so glad that I decided to come back and just like as I would say give the new coach a shot that was the thing but like honestly she's one of the best coaches I've had in my life
0: it's interesting how you say that I don't think sometimes people think of baseball and softball from that perspective is that if you hit 400, you're in the Hall of Fame in any any level. That means you failed six out of ten times, yes. and people start to think about that from that perspective. So you played, you came here as a, as a young player playing softball. Is that something you kind of did all your life, or were you like a multi-sport athlete in high school, and then somewhere this is the best opportunity you had to maybe continue in college?
1: So I've played softball mm-hmm. since I was five. And I actually only ever was on one travel team, so I was pretty consistent in the coaches that I had. Um, Eighth grade, I tried basketball. I was so (laughs) awful at it. I was told never to shoot the ball. I was quick, and I could get the ball, but I was told never to shoot. So softball has been my main focus, and I just, like, now I can look back and kind of give myself a little bit of credit of I have had one sport to focus on my whole life, so I should know, like, the qualities it takes to be at this point and everything, but I will say I am a completely different player now than I was three years ago or ten years ago. Like, it's, it's just crazy the effect that coaches can have on you and, like, the way that they can just change you as a player and a person, even in real life, like, outside of mm-hmm. softball. She's changed us. I don't know. I just really respect her and everything that she's done for this program. She's made me a better softball player, but, yes, that's – and the end of the story, yes, yeah, so softball is the only thing I've ever done, basically.
0: So Now, you talk about how our coaches mold you a little bit. Parents and family are big things that mold you as well. You come from a softball family. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's the right term or not. And I say that because your younger sister also plays softball mm-hmm. at, at the University of Louisville now. If I'm doing the math right, it looks like you guys were about – you would have been maybe a senior in high school and she would have been a freshman yes. in high school. Did you guys, other than playing in the backyard, were you ever able to play on the the same teams together or is the competition more when you get together at the family outings?
1: No, we actually did get to play. So in high school she was – we had a JV team as well and she was considered like a tweener, like JV varsity. But she played varsity a lot more than she ever did JV. Um, One of my best memories actually is my senior year getting to go to state and win that with her on the field right next to me. That's just like – honestly kind of makes me emotional that was like one of the best things for me but um yeah I actually have an older sister too she okay. played softball um but she obviously when she was playing softball she didn't really have the I don't know the I don't even know the word for it you can throw your Basically, sister under the
0: bus. that's fine no <laughs> no.
1: She, it, no not like that okay. there just wasn't like the resources okay, for gotcha. her so There was still travel ball, but it wasn't like reaching out to these college coaches and getting all this exposure. It wasn't like that. So I just kind of feel bad at this point. Like, she didn't really get the experience that we did because there wasn't, like, the resources Mm -hmm. back then for her. But, yes, my little sister, she is a freshman at Louisville. She is actually doing so well. I'm so proud of her. She had a rough start to the beginning, just confidence-wise, as any freshman would. We see it here, Mm -hmm. too, with our freshmen. But you just have to remind them, like, not a lot of freshmen get this opportunity mm-hmm. to be in that starting position for your team. And so even knowing you're a freshman, that's a that's a lot to take on with your shoulders. Being on the field as the same yep. like 22-year-olds, 23-year-olds, mm-hmm. like that's a big deal and they don't even realize it. They just see it as, this is the game I've been playing for so long, I should be able to do this. But with confidence, I've seen so much growth in her. Just as a person and a player, she's been killing it on the field.
0: Now, for her, I know she's also listed as an infielder. They don't necessarily mm-hmm. specify it. You're a second baseman. Is she moved to a second baseman at Louisville. Or does she play a different position where you guys could both be out there? Like, when you're a little bit older in your life. You guys can both get on the field at the same time.
1: Uh, so we both started off as shortstops. Okay. Um, and that's where I started off here, too. I played a little bit of everywhere, kind of. But, yeah, she's she's honestly one of the smoothest infielders I've ever seen. Like, I look up to her with defense. We go home and over breaks when we're practicing with my dad, he'll hit us ground balls, and I just kind of – I'm getting frustrated on the <laughs> sidelines because she's making all these hard balls look easy, and then I get it, and I'm frustrated because she's doing a lot better than I am. But she's – it's great practice for her to sit here and push me. I definitely look up to her. She probably doesn't even realize it, but – yeah, we both started off as shortstops. Um it just like Meg, she's great shortstop here. Mm-hmm. That's that's definitely her position. So us as like a middlefield uh duo. Like I think that's just like a perfect spot for me to be is at second base, but yep, Dylan, she's she's definitely killing it at second base. I think she kind of had to step up in that position too because she had um another player who got injured and
0: okay.
1: isn't playing second base. So she's definitely stepped up in taking over that role at second base
0: now for you also here you talked about you took a lot of just random classes that first year when Mm -hmm. you were trying to figure things out have kind of settled in an exercise major in terms of what what you're going to finish your degree in Is that something that then is going to lead you do you have a kind of a career path in your mind or is that just kind of where you felt like those are the classes that felt the most like me when i was taking them
1: yeah so i definitely have always had an interest in like anatomy physiology classes so that was kind of where i started was taking those and a little bit of biology but um, when i was undecided it was sophomore year i was kind of just seeing which career path i was most on track for or which major and degree major um, I was most on track for, and that was exercise science. So once being put in that, um, it was also that same year, my sophomore year, I realized like I had a really big interest in doing sonography, like ultrasound and stuff. So um, I've been looking at a lot of different programs and everything, and I don't think I'm specifically gonna do something in exercise science. I did, however, um, I applied for an ultrasound program back home at St. Vincent Hospital. Um, and I actually got in, I'm one of eight people to be in it. So it's a really competitive, thank you. It's a very competitive program, but I'm definitely ready for it. Um, this major exercise science has like all the courses and stuff I've taken through here. It's prerequisites for that program. And since it's only a two year program, we had to have certain prereqs to get in. And my major has helped me cover all prereqs. Mm -hmm. So that was something really, really lucky to be just like kind of oh, well, I'm on track for this career, so let me just go into this major and ended up helping me down the road. So that's
0: what I'm going to be doing is ultrasound starting in May. Now you're going to leave me in my next question, and I don't know if you've had this conversation with Coach Archibald or not, so hopefully this isn't the mm-hmm. first time she hears it. Yeah, no. Based on the COVID stuff, you are technically a redshirt junior. You mm-hmm. have an extra year of competition. It sounds like you're mm-hmm. going to have some decisions to the way of deciding, am I ready to start the next phase of my life with that two-year program, or do I come back for one more go around to softball. Have you had that conversation or is that something you need, you've told coach and your parents you need to kind of wait till the end of the year to have?
1: Yeah, sadly we have had to have that conversation. Um, She's very understanding though as much as she'd like love to have me here and I would definitely love to be here. This has been home for the past four years. Um, It's just something that I just realized like back when I was interested in ultrasound, there's a certain deadline that you have to apply for the program anyways and it's almost like a year in advance. So once you do apply, like, I've already finished my entire degree. Gotcha. At this point, I'll only have my internship to take over the summer. So it was almost like I wouldn't have any other classes to take here, and mm-hmm. I could start my ultrasound program in, in the summer as well. So, I mean, that conversation was de- definitely tough for the both of us to have, but she's very understanding and super supportive of it as well.
0: Now, with that said... I. My next question was going to be is if you were thinking about coming back last year, I had asked Meg about what would be the dream place she could go play a game. University of Alabama was hers. You guys scheduled them this year, didn't get to play it, unfortunately. So I was going to kind of ask you, you're not necessarily going to have that. But if if there was an ideal dream game opponent that, that you guys could have scheduled if you were coming back for another year, what would be that place? Or maybe you've already been there.
1: Um, so I've actually enjoyed all of the teams we've played, like my freshman year, we played Auburn, sophomore, year, we played Georgia, all these big teams. Honestly, I'd say I'd want to play Louisville. Okay. Like my sister, playing my sister, that would be fun. Like we had my last year together playing softball in high school. I think my last year playing her in softball would have been really fun to see. And I just know it'd be super competitive, but fun at the same time to be able to support each other from different sides of the field. But yeah, I'd probably say Louisville.
0: Okay. So about a month left in the season now, or about mid-April, the conference tournament will be in the first early part of May. You guys have about about, I'd say about, about four weeks left of conference play. What's kind of the mentality behind the team, kind of your mentality as you guys approach the stretch run? So it's easy to
1: like sit here and take the negative view of it to see like oh we won against these teams and we lost against these teams we didn't play such good games or whatever but I think going forward it's just to take everything negative as a learning factor so not really kind of dwelling on it and keeping it in the back of your mind to worry about but more as like how can we learn from that and get better Um, which I think is something that at this point we're kind of learning better how to play with each other as a team and how to overcome like tough situations just like we did last night for both games. Um, We're really just focusing on kind of passing the bat, being there for each other and doing what you can for the person in front or behind you. So I think kind of looking total, it's nice to see that we're doing very well against the higher teams in our conference and everything so that that definitely puts a good mindset in all of our team. Um, I think we're just super excited. We're super competitive. And that's one thing that we talk about is like, when we're at our best, we're kind of, we're gritty, we're loud, we're obnoxious, like we're very energetic, athletic, all these things. But it's more about the time that we get to spend together and watching each other succeed, Mm -hmm. I think is the best thing going in, just having such like, great emotions for each other's success and everything that we do I think is going to push us to get to the end and make it to that conference championship.
0: Very good. Well I enjoyed our conversation Hannah. Best of luck the rest of the year and then best of luck moving on to your your career since you got that right around the corner.
1: Thank you and thank you so much for having me.